Hey, this is Derek Green from Sepultura. You're listening to The Underground. This is Christian from Il Nino. This is Dino Cazares from The Fear Factory. Hey, this is Jerry Only. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Kitchen Gage. Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter. This is Sonny from the band P.O.D. This is Sully Erna from Godsmack. Welcome to The Underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. Hey, it's Ned from The Underground. Big, big new metal interview coming your way from Mudvayne's Chad Gray. Now, this one didn't go 100% to plan. Unfortunately, Chad's phone dropped out a couple of times in the end. Managed to edit my way around it, but it dropped off once and for good, as you'll find towards the end of this. So we're hoping it's part one of a part two special, but if not, Chad dropped some great news in here. He talks a whole bunch about the new metal scene and, and how it differs from the early 2000s to now and a whole bunch more so be sure to check it out and be sure to check out Mudvayne when they join Coal Chamber for a very big Australians who are going down next month playing in February the Fortitude Music Hall in Brisbane on the 14th Horton Pavilion in Sydney on the 16th and in Melbourne Festival Hall the 17th Adelaide Hindley Street Music Hall on the 19th and Metro City in Perth to wrap things up up on the 21st. You can get your tickets now through the phoenix.au. You know, these guys have not been out here forever, so do not miss out. But for now, let's check out the interview with Chad Gray of Mudvayne. Big time interview feels here on The Underground. It is Ned joined by Hell Yeah and Mudvayne's Chad Gray. Chad, what's happening, man? I'm good, dude. Where are you at? I'm at, I'm around about three hours out from Melbourne. That's where I'm located in a little country town called Horsham. How about yourself? Nice. I'm in uh, Las Vegas. Oh, man, that's a little bit more exciting than where I'm from, man. Now, I was reading about you. (laughs) (laughs) Las Vegas is a lot more exciting, I'm telling you. I've been there once, and it was a bunch of fun. Good. Wow, we don't, like, when you're from here, you don't do the stupid shit that people do when they come here. Like, we don't go near the strip. We access it. If there's good food, we can go there and eat it and then get the fuck out or (laughs) go to a show and get the fuck out. But we don't do what most people do. They come here for, like, a weekend and just fucking blow their head off you know for 48 or 72 hours and live down there fuck that i lose my shit i used to back in the day but back when i was early touring but then now that when you live here it's like it's completely different but yeah. it's awesome i can imagine it would be all sorts of crazy chad like i was there and it just didn't seem to shut it was like i don't know the sun never went down or something despite it going down it, it was a wild time <laughs> yeah 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 But man, I wanted to throw back to the start of your career. Quite often I ask my guests what they think they'd be doing if they weren't into music. I was reading that you quit like your day job and just threw it all, you know, to the wind sort of thing to place your bet. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't doing music and if you if you didn't make that decision chad i'm i mean like i was always a carpenter that built houses and i did shit like that i was working in a factory when i said fuck everything yeah but i did not enjoy that at all so i probably wouldn't be doing that but my wife and i just bought a house a few years ago and it literally might as well have exploded on us like everything like they lied on all the disclosures and there was black mold and there was all this shit really bad electrical really bad plumbing really bad hiking really bad everything so like literally being a buddy of mine rebuilt my entire house so I got to dip my toe back in the water of that carpenter chat again you know as miserable as it was and as hot as it fucking was it was cool you know I always loved 
stage. Yeah, like when I built like any job that you have where you can see the result of your work and it's so fulfilling, you know what I mean? So I get that with music when I complete a verse or I complete a song or I complete an album. Like I, a lot of fulfillment and a lot of good feeling. They took me back to that. Like when I used to build houses, we'd walk up, it's a fucking dirt lot. We fucking, you know, pour footings. We fucking put first floor down. We blah, blah, blah. We build walls. We fucking put roofs on. We blah, blah, blah. We do the finish work and blah, blah, blah. And we'd all stand there at the end of, you know, maybe two or three months and look at this big fucking badass house. You know, we build with our own hands. And, Again, you know, just like being creative and doing things like that, I would always, I know that I would do something like that, that had that fulfillment factor, you know, I get that with music, creating, so, but I also got it again, you know, when I rebuilt my house, said, look, this thing's a shit show, (laughs) we can throw a hundred grand at it, make it all white and fucking flip it and try to get as much of our money back as we can, which we probably won't. I said, or we could make this motherfucker full custom and it's a humble home. It's not like some big fucking mansion. I live in a fucking basement, 22 square, 200 square foot ranch style house, but it's all custom inside, custom floors, custom cabinets, custom, you know, it's a cook's kitchen and all that shit. And like when I'm standing there looking at it now with my wife on my arm, we worked threw a bunch of fucking money at it you know what I mean but it's like we look at it as our forever home we're a humble family you know we have humility we're not egotistical we don't need a lot you know what I mean I'm assuming that's where I would have landed had I not done this stuff it would have been something along the lines of some sort of creativity on some level yeah, and that is wild right there, Chad, that you can throw back to that time in your life and you've been able to rebuild your entire house from it. So it's pretty good that you may have taken that route at the start of your career and, you know, yeah, fast right. forward down the line and here we are. <laughs> well, dude, I, when I, I was like 17 and I built till I was 24 and started that job that I ended up fucking saying fuck it. I'm out. I mean, that was a big chunk of my early, early youth pre-adulthood and a little bit of adulthood yeah that's crazy right there and i guess like man if you rewind back a couple of years when the pandemic was going down and that sort of thing it was probably hit hardest for people in our industry the entertainment industry sort of thing so a lot of people might have been looking down that route you would have been set if it had have gone down yeah it was a fucking that shit man it was just a complete fucking nightmare, man. Like, as a musician, like, all the people that work in the music industry and shit, we were all just like, holy fuck, are we ever going to come back? Like, we don't, yeah. like, there was a time we just did not know if music was going to come back, you know? Like, they slowly started opening things up, but we're looking at it going, when are they going to let 3,000 people in a fucking room together again? Yeah. You know, and it was just fucking crazy time. But we got through it. You know, as a, as, a, as a world, we got through it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool in that sense. And I guess the last the last couple of years or so, Chad, there's been a bit of a rebirth on the metal side of things, that late 90s, early 2000s sort of era of music, a lot of the new metal bands and whatnot coming back. It was the best time in music, in my opinion. What are your sort of takes on that sort of rebirth of the scene? Dude, I, I mean, like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> I'm me, and I got something to say, I'm going to say it. Like, music now, to me, God bless them, like, new bands, but they sound the same. All new music reminds me of the same fucking thing. There's nothing 
separating it one band from another. It's like one band kind of does something, a hundred band follows that band, then another band does something, then a hundred bands follow that band, and sounds just like that fucking band and shit. It's like I was on Ozfest 2001. So you had Slipknot, Manson, Papa Roach, Disturbed, Mudding, Drowning Pool, Deathcone, not non-point, Deathcone's one over. But band, Deftones was a band from like new metal, Corn. You know, there's like every fucking band, sound, like every every band I just named, none of them sound the same. None of them, and that's I think that's why it was such a special time in music because everybody was bringing what they were bringing to the table. You got slow it down and, and uh, shit, shit, shit tons of bands, man, and all very original and all doing their own thing. You know, we were part of that. Like we were more progressive than a lot of our counterparts, you know, from that era, you know, so we were doing our own thing. Just a lot of really good fucking music and a lot of people really digging into what they were. You know, nobody was fucking following somebody else. We just didn't see a lot of that. You know, a couple bands here and there, maybe. You know what I mean? But for the most part, bands were doing their own thing, man, and really pushing the boundaries, really challenging the listener. Challenging. And that's what music's all about, right? You know, is individuality. It's like, I am Chad Gray, and what I do is me, but the things that make me Chad Gray are James Hetfield, Wayne Staley, so on Selmo, blah, 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 blah. Like, I could fucking go down the list and name you probably 50 different singers that I, Chris Cornell, like, that I used to sing every fucking thing that they ever put out in their songs and on their albums. And I've taken all that influence that inspired me so much to want to do what I do. And I've processed that inside of myself. And now all those people that I'm talking about, they come out as Chuck Red from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. felt like that's what everybody was doing. I mean, that's the only way you can have it be music, be that pure and true is that people are drawing from their influence. All these influences create who they are and what they contribute to the musical equation. I did what I did and I contributed what I contributed, but I couldn't have contributed what I contributed without the people that influenced me. And I couldn't have contributed what I contributed if I didn't learn and sing along with every single one of those fucking people that I mentioned. You know, so I think there was a lot of that going on. I think there was a lot of people that weren't looking like what bands do when they look at this new band and everybody follows that new band. It's not even an influence really because they're current. You know, my influences, even when I came out in 2000, you know, in 2000, 2001, you know, with LB50, my influences were from 1981. 1983 yeah. like 20 years almost 20 years prior of me dropping my first album you know what i mean i wasn't like ripping off a band from 1999 <laughs> and releasing my album in 2001 you know what i mean my influences were long you know my influences were 18 19 20 years you know the people that inspired me james hetfield with his yellity the way that james like he basically yelled in key, you know, which, which I, I do a lot in my music and my scream, you know, definitely think of all the screamer people fucking, you know, Dolph and Selmo and da 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 
like, it's my screen now, but it started being his screen. You know, I just took it and twisted it and <laughs> made it something else. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I think that that's what was happening then. I think that every like everything that was happening in the late 90s, 2000, was coming from a very pure place with all the musicians that were creating it at that time. I think it all came from old influence that over time had been cultivated and nurtured turned into something completely different. And it takes time in order to do that. You know what I mean? I can't be influenced by somebody that just came out with an album that's brand new last year. I don't have time to process that, to be something different than probably what it was a year ago. You know what I mean? But over 20 years, I can 100% absolutely process that and turn it into something that just now belongs to me. You know, that's Chad Gray's, what he offers, you know, the music world, which I think is very important. Music is truth. It should be true. It is for me. I mean, that's where I get my fulfillment from music is the honesty and the love that I put into it. So whether people like it or not, it doesn't fucking matter to me. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. I just, I, I do what I do. I'm honest about what I do. I, I love what I do. I care about it. I protect it. I nurture it. I cultivate it. And then I put it out. And if you like it, cool. If you don't, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I, and I think that, and honestly, you're, you know, that's part of the non-90s, 2000s band. There is a resurgence of them, for sure. There's also a resurgence of younger bands sounding like them. But again, I'm kind of okay with that because if there are bands that are fucking inspired by that, they're inspired by something that's 20 years old, Yeah, you know, and they're doing it now, you know? So they've been able to take those influences that they have, the new metal generated and create something different and, and cool. And it's, it's cool to see. It's really fucking cool to see, actually. Man, um, I, t- I, I tell you what, been trying to put my head around it for years, what's so different about now to back then sort of thing. And I think you just hit the nail on the head right there, Chad. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's always my intention. <laughs> but, but we're starting to see bands now too that are like that are legit death metal bands. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, I started with like I said in the early '80s with Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer and fucking whoever else from that that the, like that thrash scene, Exodus, and but then it couldn't get heavy enough. And then I, then I went from those bands to Obituary and Deicide and Death. And da, 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 you know what I mean? Like somehow from all those really fucking heavy bands and shit, I created the sound that I have, which is really not like that at all. But it's still a big part of my life. And I'd like to see young bands that are coming out now that are death metal. Literally. Like yeah. they fucking say we're, we're death metal. I'm like, wow, I haven't even heard the word death metal in fucking 10 plus years. You know what I mean? Cannibal Corpse and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, you just don't really hear a lot about them anymore. But they're still influencing. They're still doing their thing, you know. So uh, I guess we could say there's a resurgence of death metal as, as much as there is of new metal, as much as there is of thrash metal, as much as there is of anything else, you know. So exciting time, man. Yeah, yeah. No, it is very exciting times. And here's something I wanted to touch on real quickly too, Chad. You guys popping up on the Saw 2 soundtrack back in the day. I think movie soundtracks and that sort of thing was a great way for people of my age to discover new music and, uh, like forget to remember yeah. was on Saw 2 do you like I'd like to see a resurgent in that sort of thing too like you know the new metalers and what was that please enter the number you wish to dial followed by the hash key 
And that was it before the phone troubles took over. Part two will hopefully be heading your way at some time soon. If not, though, we did get a whole bunch of flavor in there and plenty more interviews to head your way in 2024. We have some big ones, believe me, already locked in and good to go. Plus a whole new website redesign heading your way as well, the undergroundaustralia.com.au. Just a reminder, Mudvayne and Coal Chamber are heading your way next month, playing on the 14th at Fortitude Music Hall in Brisbane, February 16th at Horton Pavilion in Sydney, the 17th of February at Festival Hall in Melbourne, the 19th of February, Hindley Street Music Hall in Adelaide. It's actually Hindley Street, I think, and the 21st of February, Metro City in Perth. Grab those tickets now through the phoenix.au and stay posted for more big-time interviews to come right here on the the underground. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.